Welcome to another episode of the Guys with God podcast called Sharing Our Struggles, where we discuss the everyday challenges and frustrations that all men go through during their lives at one time or another. We like to talk about how we've dealt with them from both our past experiences and from what God reveals to us through his word. Now, here's today's episode. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Sharing Our Struggles with Guys with God. Today, I'm again with my brother, Mark, and we're just going just gonna to kind of wing it and just kind of go about what's going on in our lives and what uh, we're struggling with today and how we're dealing with it. So, good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. Great, Ron. Good morning. Glad to be here. Okay. Something that we were just talking about a little bit before we started was, uh, are we looking for the good in everything in our lives? Because it's for me, it's very easy to go down the road of finding something bad. So... Mark, how about you start out this morning about how you uh, how do you do that finding the good and things in your life that's going on in your life when everything seems bad? Absolutely, Ron. Thanks. Um, let me just start off with, with a little joke. I always tell people: if someone hands me a million dollars cash right now, within five minutes I'll find something wrong with it. <laughs> that's how my earthly head, my self will head works. And thankfully, no one's ever handed me a million dollars cash. But more importantly. God and others in my life, my mentors have taught me that I can't allow those thoughts to control me. Um, Proverbs eleven twenty seven tells me this. Whoever looks for good will find kindness, but whoever looks for evil will find trouble. So that teaches me I will always find what I go looking for. Mm-hmm. So what I have to do, and I've had to teach myself this over and over again, it's not like an automatic habit, but it's a part of my life, is no matter what the situation is, I got to look for the good. I got to find the good. And, you know, I've had situations where I'm in a pretty bad meeting or I'm in a pretty bad environment where everybody's negative or everybody's hateful or everybody's just spiteful. I will make myself look for everybody that has two eyeballs. Mm-hmm. I will make myself look for people that have 10 fingers on their hands. And that's me praying quietly saying, God, show me the good here. Show me the good. Show me the purpose of why you have me here. Mm-hmm. And that keeps me from getting caught up in the negativity getting caught up in all that sadness. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have struggles. Mm-hmm. You and I have been talking about our struggles here on the podcast, and I still don't have that gainful employment that we so desperately need for the house. Yet, instead of allowing that to get me down, I look for the good in every opportunity that comes my way. And as long as I'm able to do that, then God shows me either, yes, I need you to f- pursue this, or no, you're not ready for not yet. Let's move on. And so that keeps me humble. And that keeps me looking forward to trying to find that opportunity that God has for me. Yeah, for me, it's it, it's real easy for me to, uh, especially with the things that we're going through now, uh, is just to see the bad in everything. You know, it's um, when life gets hard and there's things that happen in our lives because we live in an imperfect world. And Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but have faith because I have overcome the world, this world. Well, sometimes for me, that's hard to see that and hard to realize and remember that God has overcome the world. Jesus died for our sins, past, present, and future. And he I know what the end of the story is. But when I get in those battles and those struggles, like kind of where we're at today, it's it's hard to find the good in that. It's, it's my perspective. Um, it's hard to take something that is a struggle and find some good in it. It's real easy for me to go down that rabbit hole of negativity of bad things. And why, woe is me? Why is this happening to me? And, um, 
it then I just gets I get sucked into that and it just spir- it's a downward spiral. So the for me is trying to turn that and find well, there is good in that. What is the good thing? And as we talked before, is that in our pain is when God is teaching us something. That's when we're growing and we're learning stuff. But when we're in that pain, we're in that that those bad times, it's hard for me to find that good stuff. And uh it's something it's it's a constant struggle. And it's something that I have to work on each and every day. So, um, Mark, when you talk about finding, trying to find a good in a bad situation, what are some of the things that, that you turn to or that you try to practice in order to do that? Well, the first thing I do, Ron, is I need to get outside of myself. I need to look to see who or what or how I can help. And it's funny because this whole Homes for Heaven thing, came out of my sadness and not having the income that I wanted for my family. And instead of going down that rabbit hole of taking any job I could find just to do anything I could do to bring in a little bit of money, God woke me up one morning and said, you need to help these kids. Mm -hmm. And that's where the initial idea came from Homes for Heaven. God saw what I was doing, trying to go down that rabbit hole of self-pity and just... The, the the self-flagellation. I like to beat myself up. I don't mm-hmm. know if you deal with that or not, but I no, love it. all the time. Up. So God put this on my heart and gave me the vision of homes for heaven. And the beauty of this realm was when I first shared it with Tammy, my, my wife, she got excited. Rather than saying, oh, you need to keep looking for a job or, oh, maybe later once we get finance, she's like, yeah, this is something that needs to be done. How are you going to do it? And next thing I know, Ron, God's putting you and Andrea and all these other people in my life, and we've, we're sharing the vision now. Mm-hmm. But that's the first thing I do. When I start going down that rabbit hole or start getting stuck in my um, singleness of vision, you know, on the sadness or on the negativity, I have to step outside of myself. And But one of the best lessons I learned a long time ago, it was in a billiard hall, but uh, for today's uh, lesson, I'll use a coffee cup. Um when my first AA sponsor was trying to help me get out of my negativity, he basically took me to a pool hall. And, you know, that's a real good thing to take a drunk to a pool hall. But anyway, he picked up the eight ball. And he said, okay. He goes, you see this in my hand? I go, yeah. He goes, you see all the pool table there? I go, yeah. He then put the eight ball right up to my face. <clears throat> he goes, now what do you see? I said, well, all I can see is the eight ball. He goes, exactly. He goes, when you focus on your problems that seriously... Before long, all you can do is focus on your problem, mm-hmm. and you don't see the rest of the life. He says, so the lesson today is you need to look around you. Yeah. You need to be not only looking to see what you can do to help, but also start thanking God for what he's given you. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. You know, We don't have much, but we're blessed with this beautiful home. Tammy and I are blessed with this beautiful life. In fact, in another week, we're going to be having our 28th anniversary. But... The things, when we start counting our blessings, just this momentarily lag in income, which is, you know, could be drastic for some people, but we've been very blessed. Mm-hmm. So that's what we look for, is we look for you know, people we can help. And we also look for ways to count the blessings that we have. Yeah, I like what you said. Um, putting the eight ball in front of your face is that all you see is the problem. So something that I've read recently is, am I focusing on the problem or am I focusing on the solution? So just that different mindset, focusing on the problem will keep me in that bad thought, those bad thoughts, that bad way of thinking. 
instead of trying to focus on the solution where if I can find myself thinking of the, the problem instead of the solution, if I can flip that, focus on the solution, then I actually start getting some better thoughts. I try to start thinking of ways that I can kind of work towards fixing the problem that I have instead of sitting in that problem that I'm, that I'm currently going through. And one of the things that's has really made a big difference in my life as far as good and bad is what am I putting in my head first thing in the morning? Okay. So years ago, for most of my life, I would start my day with, I'd get up out of in the morning and I wouldn't even be out of bed. I'd reach for my phone and I would look at news apps no matter what, pick which one you want. It, it, you know, you're going to find what you look for mm-hmm. that support whatever you, whatever you, you believe or your thoughts are. So starting my day with looking at the news, which, and you know, in our world, all there is is bad news. They don't focus on the good stuff. Even our media and our, everything that's around us in our world is all bad, 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 because unfortunately that stuff sells. So, and as I would do that, that would be the news apps or the news, what was going on. And also another thing was the social media. Starting my day on social media, right away you're looking at everybody's highlight reel. So then I would look at everybody's highlight reel and think, well, why isn't my life like that? My life sucks. I don't have that. My family doesn't look like that. My, you know, I don't have that job. I don't have that car. I don't have that house. So that starts that negative down, that down, those negative thoughts, those bad things, you know, so and for years, I lived like that. And then starting my day like that, and then the anxiety would kick in and the frustrations. And that just set my day on the wrong path. So what's been a huge change in my life and which is helping me transform my way of thinking is I've deleted those apps off my phone. Uh, I've created a habit of now spending my mornings giving that time to God. So filling my head with the truths of what his word teaches me each and every day, different devotionals I do, the the men that I reach out to every day, uh, that has changed my mind thought, my mindset, and it helps me to start thinking of things that are good instead of things that are bad. And it's something that I need to do each and every day. It's not just something I just do once and then I'm over with. Sometimes I have to reinforce that and uh, listening to worship music uh, and just you know, reaching out to my friends when I'm struggling, just getting those good things in my head changes my mindset and changes that thought process and helps me when I get those times when those bad things happen or those struggles that I have and I want to go down that mind, that that uh, rabbit hole of neg- negativity and bad stuff, I can, it's, it helps me to, to change my focus and try to focus on bad things and try to focus on the solution instead of the problem. Absolutely, and that's such a key point. One of my biggest growth opportunities as as a Christian man and a follower of Jesus was to stop finding fault, to stop looking for the bad. And it wasn't that, I well, I guess I naturally did this, but I mean, my environment I grew up in, and my parents did the best they could with what they had. It's not their fault, but the whole culture was about finding the bad, mm-hmm. laughing at the other guy's, you know, weaknesses. And the Midwest culture I grew up in. And Luckily, when I, when I became a Christian and was surrounded by godly people, they were the ones that kind of got my attention because they would never sit around and just, I guess using today's terms, trash talk people. They would uplift people. You're doing so good at your job. Mm-hmm. You're doing so good at this. We really appreciate you. And I, I started looking at my life. It's like, how often do I say that to other people? And then I really started looking at the inventory of my, of my life. It's like, I'm expecting that and wanting that and seeking that and craving that, yet 
I'm not giving that. Mm -hmm. So one of my lifelong mantras came. It says, you you will get what you give. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started trying to find the good, trying to find the good in others and then call it out. And that really helps. But the negativity, I mean, it's around us. Like you said, the, the media, no matter what we turn on, everybody gets, I think Zig Ziglar said it best, or maybe it was Mark Twain. I got to look that up someday, but it says people find fault like there's a reward for it. Mm -hmm. And there's not. All it does is just create more negativity. And, and like listening to you, Ron, I'm the same way. If I get caught up in all that negativity, I get so weighed down with my energy and so weighed down my emotions that not only does the sourness affect my moment, but it starts affecting my whole day. Mm -hmm. And I just can't allow that to happen anymore. And I don't. And I know one of the things I do at my home, it, it, I, it probably drives my wife crazy, but I will never, well, I can't say never. I try my best not to engage into negative conversations about anything. Mm -hmm. If we're sitting at the dinner table and people start talking about, well, politics or, you know, social this or social that or what they should be doing, what they should be doing, mm -hmm. I just divert my attention. I go to my happy place in my brain and I start counting my blessings and just kind of hopefully wait for that conversation to end. Because I found when I don't engage in that, I don't get weighed down with all that. Mm -hmm. Plus, I'm not spreading the gossip, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's helped me a lot. But I try to do that by modeling it. You know, the, the, the phrase we use in our 12-step groups is walk your talk. Mm -hmm. and I try to do that for a living with my life because unless I'm showing people how they should be doing or how I want them to do, or better yell, it's a better word. Unless I'm treating people the way I want to be treated, mm -hmm. how then can I expect to find that happiness and that positivity? Yeah, as I'm listening to you share, it, it, it reminds me of the same way with the negativity. And I expect to be treated, you know, with encouraging encouragement and positivity and all good things. But, but then again, I will turn around and I'll tr look for the bad in other people because I've learned over the years is actually when looking for the bad in other people helps me with my low self-esteem and my lack of self-worth. If I figure if I can make them lower than how I'm feeling, that encourages me and, and it makes me feel better about myself. So uh, that's, that's something I've been working on and I, and I realized that and it's a struggle I have is, is how do I expect to people to treat me with encouragement and the way I want to be treated if I'm treating them the opposite. So um, for me, practicing that and uh, you said modeling, modeling that behavior. That's for me, what popped into my head is be the change you want to see. So if I want to see that stuff, people treating me with, with positive and encouragement, then I have to practice that same thing. It has to start with me and it has to start with in my home in my family, and also with the people that God has put in my life and with anybody that I come across each and every day. Just treat everybody kindly with a smile on my face. And that's contagious. And and for me, the more I practice that, those, those, those are good things, good thoughts. The more I practice that, the easier it is for me to when those bad things start to come, I can get myself out of it quicker. I still struggle with that. I still have those moments of where uh, where is God? Why is this happening to me? Woe is me sitting on the pity pot, sitting in that mess. But the more I can practice those things of encouraging others, being positive, smiling at other people, having a nice word to say, not feeding into the negativity or the gossip that uh, sometimes happens, 
Uh, it helps me to, uh, to, to be better a person, to be in a better mood and to practice those good things and not to go down those rabbit holes of, of negativity and things when I, when I, those things are happening in my life. Absolutely. It's, um, this is a good example of hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this, and you said it so eloquently, when I can find the negative in another person, that makes my poor self-esteem feel that much better. Yes. And when we look in the mirror, it's like, why are we allowing our poor self-esteem to run our day, to mm -hmm. run our thoughts? And uh, I like this Bible verse, it's Galatians 6.10. It says, so then as we have opportunity, let's do what's good toward all men, and especially those that are of our faith. So what that's telling me is, instead of looking to laugh at somebody struggling mm -hmm. or looking to, you know, raise myself higher than somebody's not doing as well as I think I am. I need to look to see what I can do to help. And the other thing too, Ron, is, you know, you and I are good living, living proof of this. We're still going to have bad days. Oh yeah. We're still going to have bad situations. We're still going to have those times of high stress of high fear. That's not going to go away. Cause you said earlier, you know, this world, we are going to have trouble, mm -hmm. but yet God's overcome the world. Mm -hmm. So this is my escape valve. When those things start, instead of getting sucked into that vortex of the negativity and the fear, I start saying, God, what's my lesson? Mm -hmm. God, what do you need me to learn here? Mm -hmm. God, what can I do to help the situation get better? Mm -hmm. And I make it on me rather than what they need to do or what mm -hmm. they should be doing. And I don't start... I don't start shooting all over myself. <laughs> I start saying, God, what can I do to make this thing better? Yeah. And um, back with the, for what, I, what I'm what i working on now currently, and I've got much better with it, is with the low self-esteem and the lack of self-worth, is that filling my head, like I talked earlier, first thing in the morning with the truths of what God teaches us. God showing, teaching me and telling me who I am. I am a child of God. I am loved by God unconditionally. And... Uh, I love God. I know God loves me. Sometimes I struggle with that when I'm getting in a in a in a bind or a struggle. But just trying to reinforce that truth of what of who I am, a child of God, and that God loves me, and I love God. That's it. Whatever anybody else's opinion of of me, I I, I have to work on not letting that bother me. Because in the past, I would let that bother me, and that would take me down that rabbit hole of bad thoughts, and then I would start looking at them in a bad way because. I feel like crap about myself. So then I'm going to point a finger and I'm going to talk negative or try to bring them down so it could lift me up. But filling my mind with the truths of God's word every single morning and having brothers like you, Mark, and the men's group that we go to, having accountability partners in my life, that has helped me lift my self-esteem up, lift uh, up the truths of who I am and um, who I am and what God says of me and that I am unconditionally loved by him. Having that and being reinforced with that every day, not only from God's word, but also from my brothers that God has surrounded me with, has helped a big, tremendous lift in my spirit and my self-esteem and my self-worth of who I am. And that helps me in those times when I feel I'm going down those rabbit holes of bad thoughts and bad things that I can actually find the good in that. Absolutely, Ron. That's, that's, that's what makes this whole conversation today so important. It's... It's on you or me. Mm -hmm. If I can't depend on others to fix me, I have to build on that relationship with Jesus. And just like you do every morning, 
I put on my armor of God, mm -hmm. and God shows me how much I'm loved. He shows me how much I'm valued. He shows me how important I am to Him and to others. And so once I've learned to do this, to seek my accolades from God rather than from others, to seek my praises and my joy from God and others, and instead of others, I've now let go of you know, being mad because my wife didn't applaud me for something or mm -hmm. my friend didn't congratulate me. I've learned to let go of that. Yeah, it still hurts every now and then, but more importantly, I've learned now that my relationship with Jesus matters more than anything else. And when I can rely on his love for me and his showing me how much value I am to him, then I know that I'm on the right track. And mm -hmm. I no longer have to put those expectations out there on others. And that's what's helped me grow not only as a husband and a father, but I think it's helped me grow as a friend to others too. So I can find the good in you rather than waiting for you to find something good in me. You know yeah. what I mean? And one thing, Mark, that you've, you've told me uh, recently is that um, I look for my wife for encouragement, for, you know, um, to, to be positive behind things that I may be passionate about. And something you've taught me is that sometimes that's we don't always get that at home. But that's why our brother we have our brothers, and that's why I know you encourage me. I encourage you. And for me, having that changing that mindset of not trying to find it all in one spot, that I have my brothers in Christ that help me, that encourage me, that help to give me the 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 pat on the back that we that us men we all we all need that. You know, and um, it doesn't matter who you are. We all guys are, and I think everybody likes it. They they want to have that pat on the back and that attaboy as much as all the glory goes to God and everything that we do comes from him and he gets all the glory and praise. But it's still nice sometimes to get that little encouraging words because when you when I hear that, it just helps me fuel my words to other people and encouragement to others. And that's just, that all helps with staying on that, that positive, that good mindset, thinking about good things. Absolutely. So, um, uh, great conversation today, Mark. I, uh, it was, it was great chatting with you again, sharing what we're going through. And I just want to, uh, just, uh, shout out there again to, uh, something that Mark, my brother has started. It's something, it's, it's, it's very positive. It's a very, it's a wonderful thing. It's called Homes from Heaven. Um, it's a 5013C. It's what we are trying to do is Mark's vision is we are trying to help the, uh, the boys and girls to who age out of the foster care system find a place, a transitional home, because most of the time these kids are kicked out. They age out of the system. They kicked out. They got nowhere to go. So Homes from Heaven is what we are starting up as a vision we have. It's a team that we have. God has put some amazing people together for Mark. Mark is leading us through this, and God is working so wonderfully in through all this, how we are working on creating a space, a place, a vision that Mark has as far as creating somewhere for these kids to go where we can help them grow in their relationship with God and just help them to uh, to be on their own and to be active and part of the, of the citizens of this country and just to be able to provide for themselves and to, and to have a life and to have somebody believe in them. And um, just it's just awesome to be a part of this. And I just want everybody just to, when you got a minute, just go homesfromheaven.org. And just take a look at what Mark's done and what he started and the vision that we have. And then if you feel inspired or compelled, you know, it's a charitable um, 
charity and you, your contributions are all tax-free and you will get a tax receipt from all that. And just if you feel led by God and, and if anything, just pray about it for us too. So God continues to work through Mark and through all of us to create something which I think is a great thing. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, just have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook page, Guys With God, and also our website, guyswithgod.com, where both places give you an opportunity to pose any questions that you may have from today's discussion or to post any topic that you may want to hear discussed in the future. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.